Hey, it's Michael, and this is the Kintsugi Podcast. I'll be back in a minute with this week's conversation about resilience. But first, if you wish to create a better life and have a better career, then please visit michaelobrienshift.com and download your free workbook on how to create a better life. In it, you'll discover ways to find more energy for the things and the people who matter most to you so you can create a better tomorrow. Hey there, my fellow like-hearted humans. It's Michael, and this is the Kintsugi Podcast. This week, I have one of our open awareness segments for you. So I'm grateful whether you're new or have been on this ride with us for a while, that you carved out a few minutes of your day to be here. Once a month, we take a break from our normal interview format so I can share stories with you from my ride across America. It's a way for us to connect with ourselves, each other, and in that Kintsugi spirit, connect with this beautiful, perfectly imperfect country. And as we pedal forward on our way to Washington, DC, I'll share a pearl or two with you in hopes that it might help you fully embrace life, and step into your definition of what success looks like to you. So this week, I want to take you to Wisdom, Montana. I'm on my way to Virginia City, Montana, as we get closer to Yellowstone National Park. But first, let's talk about wisdom. And the smartest thing I did in wisdom was to avoid the flies. Yep, that's right. It sounds gross. And it was. I was a few miles ahead of my wife as I rolled into wisdom. And as soon as I stopped, the flies came all over me. Again, gross. So I was so happy when my wife pulled up. We let the dogs out, we got back into the RV, and we locked that sucker up tighter than a steel drum and didn't leave until the next day. Which, when we woke up that morning, it was 37 degrees. It's late June. Even the flies were cold, so the flies, bye-bye. But I was freezing as I made my way to Dillon, Montana. That was our first pit stop. So let's take a step back before we go any further to the wonderful Virginia City. When I started this trip, I had so many messages from so many people, all really well-intended. They were quite concerned about my safety. Now, you probably know my story, so there's a reason to be more concerned about my safety. And even though no one mentions a thing as I ride around here, I realize it's different because they didn't want something bad to happen. But here's the thing. It's life. Everything happens. 
And I know this better than your average bear, including Yogi Bear. So setting the stage, people were really worried about this trip. But here's the thing I learned going through what I call my last bad day. Before my accident, where I almost lost my life, I was really worried about dying. I didn't like to talk about it. I didn't like funerals. I just kept my head down, blah, blah, blah. I'm not dying. That stuff happens to other people. So again, the early part of my life, I would argue with reality a lot. And through my accident, I learned that reality wins 100% of its arguments. Now through my accident, I came to accept that none of us are getting out of this thing called life alive. We might all be on different journeys, as the kids would say, but we're all reaching the same destination. So after I accepted my mortality, I made a commitment. I made a promise to myself that I would be more fearful of not living than dying. And it's that attitude I took into this trip. I wanted my life to be filled with amazing experiences and maybe even not so amazing experiences because they can help you appreciate the amazing experiences a little bit more. So many people are scared to live because they don't want to talk about the fact that we all eventually pass away. Henry David Thoreau has this beautiful quote. He wrote, when it's time to die, let us not discover that we have never lived. Mm -mm -mm. DHT dropping some wisdom there. And I don't think he ever went to wisdom, Montana. Here's the thing. The reason my accident changed my life was that it helped me accept my mortality. Now, I don't want to die anytime soon, but I do realize that it's all baked into the cake, if you will. And this ride across America was all about celebrating this country, celebrating life, celebrating the people around us. That's why I do a big thing every year around the anniversary of my accident as a reminder to celebrate life because we don't know when our number is going to be called. We like to think, oh, illness, health concerns, people passing away prematurely, that's the stuff that happens to other people. And I say this because that's what I thought before my accident then I realized that it can happen to you because it almost happened to me. So I don't know when my life will end and either do you, but I'm going to make dang sure that whatever time I have on this big blue marble that we all share, I am going to live my moments. I'm going to make the most of it because I don't want to get to the end of my life 
and have the regret that happens to be the biggest regret that Bronnie Ware, who wrote the book, The Five Regrets of the Dying, she's a hospice nurse in Australia, and the number one regret in her research, talking to a whole bunch of people in hospice, was that they didn't have the courage to live the life they wanted to live on their own terms, but rather they lived the life that other people wanted them to live. I ain't playing that game. I want to live my life, true and authentic to who I am, to what kind of ripple I want to put out into the world. And that's the gift that you have too. So we all have an opportunity to get comfortable with the inevitable, to accept that none of us are getting out of this alive. And when we do that, it can change how we look at life. You know, Steve Jobs, you know, the guy that created the iPhone, changed our lives forever, that guy? Well, he did this commencement address at Stanford University back in 2005. And I actually used part of the passage he shared with the students who probably did their study abroad in wisdom because they're pretty smart as well. Just saying, you know, wisdom is pretty cool. Minus the flies, of course. I want to share it with you because, again, I used part of this passage to help me leave my corporate life, my executive life of over 22 years to start this little entrepreneurial journey. The easiest thing I could have done was stay in my job. The most fear-inducing thing to do was to leave the comfort of corporate life to start this new life. This is what he said in the speech, and I'll link the full commencement address in the show notes. Remembering that I'll be dead soon is the most important tool to help me make big choices in life because almost everything, all external expectations, all pride, all fear of embarrassment or failure, these things just fall away in the face of death, leaving only what's truly important. Remembering that you're going to die is the best way to know how to avoid the trap of thinking you have something to lose. You are already naked. There is no reason not to follow your heart. Your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. I'm going to repeat that because this is big. Your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma, which is living with the results of other people's thinking. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. And most important, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. They somehow already know what you wish to become. Everything else is secondary. So I share all this to underscore my attitude going into this trip. I was going to be more afraid of not living than dying. Again, I appreciated 
everyone's concern. All the different messages along the way, the relief that everyone felt once I let them know I grabbed my milkshake each day. All of it was awesome sauce. But the truth is, far too many of us are scared to live. So let's get back to Montana, shall we? I'm right outside of Dillon, Montana, on my way to Twin Bridges. Little note here, in Twin Bridges, I went to a convenience store and bought a bag of Ripple potato chips. You've probably heard of Ruffle potato chips, Ruffles. Ruffles have ridges. I can't roll my R's, so go with me on this one. But you know I have a thing about rippling something worth rippling. Well, I found a bag of Ripple potato chips there. Pretty cool. And each bag has a little story, a little note of wisdom. Again, that word, pretty cool. So as I was riding toward those mouth-watering Ripple potato chips from Dylan, I had my first encounter with a vehicle that almost took my breath away. It was a double long semi truck by a company that rhymes with the words Ted Hex. I think you know what I'm talking about. Double long semi on this stretch of road with no shoulder going about 85 miles an hour with this incredible draft that sucked me in to the semi truck. I think I was only like eight inches away from it. It was a moment to pause, breathe, and reflect, which we'll take a moment here to do. And I'll come back and share the rest of the story with you. All right, let's take a break. Take a full breath in and a slow releasing breath out and relax the body as you soak up our conversation. Ah, I hope that felt good. Okay, now that we're a little bit more relaxed, can we be real? I think our morning routines, well, they've gotten a little out of control. You might not have time in the morning to meditate, because you're busy doing other things like trying to get to work or getting the kids off to school. And this is where my app, Pause, Breathe, Reflect, comes in because I built it for busy people with a whole bunch of shorter practices. So if you don't have 10 minutes in the morning to meditate, cool beans. You're human after all. But I bet you have five times throughout the day when you have two minutes to practice and let go of stress and bring mindfulness to your everyday moments. So today, download Pause, Breathe, Reflect for free and begin to stress less, sleep better, and join a community of like-hearted humans rippling something worth rippling into the world. All right, let's go back to our conversation and celebrate the Kintsugi 
within us all. All right. Well, after a moment to pause, breathe, reflect on my life, I continue to pedal toward Twin Bridges, got my Ripple potato chips, met some fellow cyclists going the other way, going towards Astoria, Oregon. And my wife and I, along with our two dogs, Jester with a J and Hope, we were off to Virginia City, an old mining town. And they've kept that old Wild West aesthetic and vibe. It's so cool. We had such a great time. We picked up an awesome dinner in town. I got my milkshake and a whole bunch of penny candy that helped us get through the central part of the United States and saw one amazing sunset. If you get a chance, I would definitely recommend checking this part of Montana out. It's a great trip with the family. You can see Yellowstone National Park, which was coming up for us. So all in all, except for that Ted Hex truck, it was pretty cool. But let's get back to the theme of this open awareness. Being more afraid not to live than to die. So here's my invitation to you. Don't wait. If you're thinking about writing a book, starting a podcast, learning how to be more present, starting a mindfulness practice, pinning a number on, doing that race, asking someone out, retiring, switching jobs, moving to a new location, the list can go on and on and on. My unsolicited advice to you is go for it, do it, don't wait. Don't kick the can down the road. Now, I will say this to have some balance because I like to have some balance and harmony in my life. If you want to do a cross-country bike ride but don't know how to ride your bike, it might be good to learn. So some things do need some prep. So get working on your prep now, getting ready for that moment. Far too many people wait. They think they can do it next year or they're not ready yet. Or what will people say if I did this? Going back to what Bronnie Ware learned in her research, talking to all those people in hospice, so many people don't live a life authentic to who they are. They're living someone else's life. Don't do that. Don't live someone else's life. Live your life. Go after those experiences. Live true to who you are. Be more afraid of not living than dying. So this is what's in front of us. We get to decide how we wish to live. So the question I have for you as we end this segment is what do you think you'll regret at the end of your life? And that is actually a really good question to ask yourself right now. Because you already know the answer. Because you think about these things. About perhaps the family dinners you've missed or the trips you have not taken 
or the job you didn't pursue, or the move that you wish you had made. You see, most of us can answer that question before we get to the end of our lives. And here's the cool thing. When we pause, breathe, reflect on this question now, we have time to do something about it. So we don't finish our lives with a bunch of regrets. And in this time, whether it's three days, three years, or 30 years, we can take purposeful action. We can fully live all of our moments, the good ones, the joyous ones, the messy ones. We can get to the end of all of this and say, we lived a full and rich life. We put a beautiful ripple into the world because we were more afraid of not living than dying. There's one last thing I want to share with you. Back in October, 2021, when I paused the Kintsugi podcast, I also paused my group coaching program. I needed space to breathe to get ready for this cross-country trip. And as you know, we brought Kintsugi back. And now it's time to bring back my group coaching program that I call the Inner Circle. Most of the coaching I do is with executives within their company. And their company pays for their coaching. It's pricey. And most people can't afford to pay for it out of their own pocket. But I believe everyone should have access to coaching, mentorship, and guidance. And the inner circle is accumulation of over 30 years of my business experience, my meditation teacher training, as well as all the things I've learned from my last bad day. All in a program to help you step into life and fully live it and realize your definition of success. And it's all packaged in a way to make it accessible for most people out there. And I hope you'll join us. Life, whether it's long or short, it's an invitation to fully embrace it, to live as we've shared this week. And this program can help you step fully into life and be successful from the inside out and live a life that is true to who you are and not live the life that someone else wants you to live. In the show notes, I'll put a link where you can discover more and sign up. And thanks again for carving out some time to be with us here at the Kintsugi Podcast and sharing this ride across America with us. I hope you'll come back next week. <laughs>